So definitely get it so we could push through. But um, yeah, man. Well, everything's been good on my end too. Just been yeah, man, I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, you know, for those that don't know, I like just transitioned to a new role uh, with a new company. So for the last couple of months, I've been just kind of learning the business there. And I might have talked about it on the pod maybe once before, but I didn't like actually come out and say I have a new job. But um, yeah, just working as an attorney for this company and it's been good. So I can't complain, man. I work from home primarily. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, that, that's been probably the biggest, uh, change for me. Uh, but I I can't complain about it. And then, you know, the substantive work, like they actually treat me like an attorney, which I love, you know, they value my ideas and the things that, you know, I provide, um, and they're trying to, you know, groom me into a better attorney. So, that's all I could ask for from my bosses at a job that I have. Yeah. yeah, man. So it's been really awesome. good. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, my dreams and my goals, they know where my goals are, which is also nice. Um, so they're giving me everything I need out of a job for like the skills that I want to get to transfer over to whatever my next role will be. Cause they, they have that understanding that this isn't forever. But while I'm here, like, they're going to give me really everything possible. So, um, that's awesome. Because, like, a lot of places don't always do that type of stuff. They just want to get their stuff done. Sometimes they don't really care as much of your goals and everything, too. So, that's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. They're not about, like, I mean, obviously, they want to get their bottom line. They want to make sure that everything is tended to and that we – you know, as a legal department, do the things that we need to do to make sure the business kind of functions. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like they're really big on mentorship and, you know, everyone that I work with kind of t- has taken me under their wing. So I'm just kind of like a sponge in there, just taking any type okay. of information I can. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a different change of pace working in-house as opposed to at a firm, especially mm-hmm. at a firm I was at before where it was debt collection. So it's like, complete opposite oh, ends yeah. of the spectrum <laughs> i mean that was foreclosure law that i used to be oh, in and oh, now boy. i'm in employment law so it's like yeah complete night and day, night and day. <laughs> yeah yeah i will say one of the more fulfilling things that i've done is um help this uh employee of ours or really not help i'll say more so uh you know he was he voiced a concern to me about a specific issue and i was able to help him with it and wow. that for me, I was like, okay, I'm actually able to help with yeah. certain things. I'm help. I'm able, I'm able to actually implement ideas into policies for the company, procedures, you know, things that will stand the test of time. That That's will be it. like, well, yeah, we like, you know, I could say, yeah, I was the reason for that. Like, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool to see like your work actually happen in front of oh, you. Yeah. yeah. So it's just been locked in, man. But. I know you've been locked in this. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I know you've been locked in with studying. I guess, you know, in the little life updates, we were just talking off mic that um, you have the bar coming up at the end of July. And um, I know studying has been a lot for you. And, you know, just staying on brand with the theme of our show, you know, we are two attorneys. Um, You know, you're about to be a fully sworn in attorney here soon, speaking that into existence. 
What uh, what what's been your um path like? What has it been like? You know, for those that don't know about studying for the bar, like what what are your days looking like right now? Kind of all over the place a little bit, because first couple hours of the day I go work for like two three hours just mm -hmm. to make some type of money and kind of like get out of the house a little bit, talk to people. But now after this week, I won't be working. So I'll just be focusing on studying. But usually I get home at like one o'clock-ish. And then literally I just study until like seven or eight, maybe go to the gym, depending on the day or whatever. And right. then, or I just take a little bit of a break. And then I study until like at least 11, 10 to 11 o'clock. Then I go to bed. And literally I do that. And then on the weekends, I usually go out somewhere at night just to hang out with my friends, to see people. It was like the first time around studying for the bar, dude. Literally all I did, I didn't work. So just all day, like 10, 12 hours every single day. And yeah. Definitely did not help me out. It's like, I can't stay inside all day. I hate doing that. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel a lot, a lot better this time around. I feel like I have like a lot of energy. I'm not like super tired. So... I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, I think there, that goes to show like you gotta find like what the, works the the study habits that work best for you. Yeah, because like same for me with the LSAT. Like my first couple mm -hmm. times around, I took it three times, and my first couple times around, man, like I didn't do well because I didn't know how to find. I I, I thought I needed to work and kill myself to study for the LSAT. And I was actually doing the complete opposite to help me, you know, it was hurting me and I'd scored so much lower. And then I was like, maybe I just need a prep class that will help me because it was keep me on track and whatever. I went mm -hmm. back home to do my prep class after being away from home for so long during the school year. So I'm back home around my friends and family. I have all these, uh, you know, distractions around me. And then I do even worse with the preparatory class. So then the very last time, just like you're saying now, I found that, you know, that that calmness of being able to find a study habit that worked for me where I'm, you know, I have a set schedule of what works for me. I'm doing like four or three hours a day and, you know, I don't feel burnt out from studying. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're doing. I think that's the biggest tip of all for someone that's going through uh, the same situation is this. You got to find a study habit that worked for you. Oh, so once you burn out, you're done. Then you're done. Yeah. And sometimes too, like especially for bar prep, they want you to stick with like your program that you chose. So like Themis, Barbary, right, whoever. They're like do every little thing that they say. And I did that the first time, and like their stuff didn't really help for me. They didn't really help me. Only the multiple choice and the essays were actually mm. helpful. So now I have something else for all the other stuff. So now I'm learning a lot better. I have different outlines that are a lot more condensed. I'm out have outlines that are uh, like 50 pages per topic. Like it's like almost impossible to do it that way. Right. So like that helped too, because like if it's not if you realize what works and what doesn't work for you, just because someone's telling you, hey, stay with it, doesn't mean it's really helpful for you. You gotta do what's best for you too. Yeah, and it's funny, right? Like Bar Barbary and Themis, like it. People, when they ask you, like, which one you're taking, it's, like, such a big deal. It's, like, yeah. they have, like, this, it's, like, a gang. Like, yeah, both of them, it's, like, a gang. It's, like, are you with yeah. Barbary or Themis? Like, who you with? And it's, like, bro, like, 
This it's isn't a yeah. I'm not. It ain't no set. <laughs> I'm not part of no set, man. Like this is just something I'm studying. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, no. that's always the first question someone asks. Mm-hmm. It's how's bar prep? What are you taking? Boom. Yeah. And Every then time. if you say one of them that's not the one that they took, they're going to be like, ooh, like I heard bad things about that one. It's like, <laughs> yeah. dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's all the same shit. It's all the same, bro. But yeah, well, I know it's going to work out this time, man. And, you know, there's obviously like other people that are in your same shoes. So I wanted to at least touch on that for a little bit about, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're uh, studying. But finally, I, I got my ticket to New York, bro. Let's go. Uh, Hell yeah. I'm coming there around August, like mid, late August. And finally, the guys are going to be able to meet up in person in New York after what? Three years almost? Yeah. That's crazy, crazy dude. Yeah. I, what? We started this pod, was it 2020? I don't even remember exactly when. I mean, shoot, it's on our logo. Oh. <laughs> no, 21. <laughs> It was 21. You're right. It was out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So like, well, still two you know, years. we're still about, we, it was definitely been two years already now, which is crazy mm-hmm. that we've been able to stay on course with this and still yeah. be motivated to do this. You know, that just goes to show how much we love just being able to kind of decompress and just talk about basketball and not yeah. always being about law and this and that you know so <laughs> I, I I definitely cherish being able to do this you know once a week it's definitely great <laughs> hell yeah dude it's been nice to actually like go more into depth about different topics too because I always see something online and then just be like oh that's cool like now like since I want to talk about it I'm gonna go right. look, more, look at more information more stuff and See what else, what other stuff you could possibly learn too. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is that, you know, like people will tell me that like so-and-so said this or so-and-so said this about like NBA stuff. And I'm just like, all right, like how much did you actually dig into that? You know what I mean? Like, do you know that that's actually what was said or was it clickbait or was it just a sentence and something that the person actually said and they said actually more things that explained exactly what they were talking about. Like there's so many different layers yeah. to it. And like being able to do this for two years, like it allowed me to really seek out my own information. And yeah. like, you know, we don't really go on here and talk about things that we saw in passing and that's it. Like we actually like, at least, you know, I know that we like go and like look for at least more than one source for like yeah. this stuff, you know what I mean? And, and maybe that's because we have that legal background, but it's also like just in general, like that's why I always get so frustrated with the whole sources thing, you yeah. know, like source, who's the source? Like, I think it was interesting. Um, who's, who said that during the draft? Someone said that during the draft, an NBA player was like, man, I love how they they keep saying per sources and we have no idea who the freaking source oh, is. Like, I remember. Well, I don't remember. Yeah. I remember seeing yeah. It. Yeah, and maybe it was during the draft. Damian Lillard, maybe? It probably was Dame. Dame's been really active, man. Yeah. You know, let's let's start with Dame because, oh, man. You know, so obviously the, the big thing is that Damian Lillard, like, there's everyone's – not Dame. Ev- the, everyone <laughs> else is trying to force him out of Portland. They're like, dude, we're done. 
We <laughs> want to see you on the big stage. We're tired of not seeing you making deep runs in the playoffs because he's just that great of a player. And now, like, you know, everyone sees saw what Miami did last season, and they're like, oh, he's just perfect. And I believe <laughs> so, too. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I'm not going to keep, like, trying to – you know, Dame is Dame. He want, If he wants to be in Portland, he's going to stay in Portland, especially with that contract. Yeah. But, you know, apparently it looks like he was telling the Blazers per sources, but this <laughs> is from multiple sources, that he doesn't want to go young. He doesn't want to rebuild with the Portland Trailblazers. He wants veterans. He wants to win now. And knowing Dame, as far as, like, quotes that he's had, what he said in interviews, podcasts, he wants to win now and he wants to win in Portland. So mm-hmm. you can probably say that that's a, a fair, you know, quote from Damian Lillard that he doesn't want to go young. What do the Trailblazers do? They draft, they use their third pick instead of trading it for a, a, a better player, as far, maybe not a better player, but like a veteran. Yeah. Someone that is already established in the league, which is what your star player told you that he wanted, allegedly. You know what I mean? So now we're here. They they drafted Scoot Henderson, which some said was a shock because they thought he would go number two to, to Charlotte. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, Brandon Miller ended up going from Alabama. So what do I think is a better fit for the Hornets? Um just because they already have LaMelo. But so now what happens now? uh, All that to say what happens now. (laughs) You know, apparently they had a meeting yesterday and Lillard was like, yeah, I want to stay now. After all that of saying or allegedly saying that they wanted to go young and all that stuff. But I don't know. If he wants to play, depends what he wants. If he wants to stay just to stay, then it makes sense. If he wants to stay and be competitive, that's not going to happen. I don't think, especially in the West, bro, they have they don't really have – they have a shot at making, like, the play-in, but I don't see them being any higher than that. And then, I don't know, everyone wants him to get traded because just based off what the sources and people have been saying, that what he wants is if he wants to try and win a championship, obviously his best place is to go to Miami. So, I don't know. I don't think he even knows what he wants, dude, at this point. I don't know. With all this stuff coming out, and then he adds fuel to the fire by going on Instagram and doing the story and having the Miami song in the background. like Yeah, by Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is he just trying to, like, mess with people, or is he, like, I don't know. Because he's yeah. such a good player. People want to see him at, like, the best stage possible, not him playing – I don't know, like 60 games a season and barely being on TV, not making the playoffs. Like, he's kind of hurting the Trailblazers at this point, too, honestly. Because now the Trailblazers have three really good point guards. Like, there's no way all three can play at the same time. And I don't know, I feel like that's going to be really, really hard for them, all three to mesh together, too. Yeah, I feel like this is like a bad, like, marriage. You know what I mean? Where, like, Both sides know that this is not working, but because we've had so much time together and we're scared Mm -hmm. to uh, find someone new that may be better for us, like, it's just a super toxic environment, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's the definition of insanity, but you keep trying to do the same thing over and over and trying to get the same result. It's been the same result every 
year. So, yeah. you know, with Dame, I think that eventually, again, I've been saying this from the jump, man. The Trailblazers, I, I blame the Trailblazers more than I blame Dame. Because yeah. I know Dame can ask out for a trade. Like, I know he can ask for a trade. But he, he again, he's under contract for years. Like, he's in, he has a huge contract. So, he even if he asks out, like, he still doesn't have much you know, of a of an abandoned of a bargaining chip for him. Um, besides the fact that he's Damian Lillard. Um, but because he's under contract, it's like there's not much he can do. Now the Blazers, again, like they 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 can they have all the power to literally just be like, you know what, Dame, you've done such a service for us here. We appreciate you. Like, I feel like I've been the only one saying that I feel like the Trailblazers are being the most selfish organization ever yeah. with Damian Lillard. They're being mm-hmm. so selfish. Like, you guys clearly got – you juiced everything out of the Dame and his time there. Like, it's not going to happen. You're not winning a championship with him there. You got to mm-hmm. move on. You just gra- drafted this great guy who can come in – and be the guy for you guys now, potentially. Um, you know, it's, it's just selfish, man, in my opinion. I think that the, what the Trailblazers need to do, I don't know as far as what they will do. You know, to me, it just seems like at this point, Dame's going to have to take matters into his own hands if he doesn't like what he sees. Mm-hmm. So I could see that happening if they don't get veteran pieces by the end of free agency and ones that are actually critical that can help them win. But if they don't get any like good veteran free agents, you know, from under maybe even the mid-level exception or even just the bet minimum, like Dame's going to have to ask out of there. Now what they should do is just trade them now. Oh, like really? just trade them now and get everything that you can for him. There's no way in hell they don't like every package that has been sent to them. Yeah. And like, no way. If they wait even longer, they're not going to get anything. Not get anything, but like they're not going. This is the most that they're going to get out of him is right now. If they wait mm-hmm. until the middle of the season and he gets hurt or something happens, you're going to be getting a deal like the Wizards just got, and they're going to be getting dudes for like go get people from him for like nothing. Like might as well go go to Brooklyn, take your three first round picks, or go to Miami and take some dudes that are pretty good. Like take like you have so many op or. You have two really good options. Might as well use one of them if you want. Like, makes no sense. Especially when, if you trade him, you're going to be going younger. But might as well have as many draft picks as possible and just see maybe a couple of them can turn into really good starters and then you have a good core right there. Yeah, no, to your point, he's getting older too. Yeah. And, like, the longer you wait, the less his value goes down too. And plus, Anthony, I think that's his name, Simmons. Yeah. The other mm-hmm. point guard on the team, bro, he's going to be like a borderline all star. He was like, if it wasn't when Dan was out, he was averaging like over 20 something points a game. Like, that dude's really, really good. Like, might as well, and he's only like 23 or 24. So, might as well see like what he can actually do when a guy like Damian Lillard isn't there for mo- like a major part of the season. Yeah, it's as if they kind of forgot about him, right? Like, they don't really yeah. talk about Anthony like, at all. And he's, like, a very solid player for them. I mean, he's the reason why they were so comfortable with CJ being gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, even if they – say Dame actually stays and say they're going to get all these pieces, 
might as well go trade Simmons for someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can get a decent player. I don't know. I don't really know what his trade value would be exactly, but maybe you can get a vet out of him. But at the same time, though, is that vet actually going to make a key difference and win a championship? Probably not. But I'm surprised you haven't really been hearing things about him getting traded. Yeah, it's all been about whether Dame will – but that's because it's getting overtaken by whether Dame will get traded or not because everyone knows that this is kind of the end of the road. Like, yeah. everyone knows that this is it, man. Like, what happens ne- – no way he goes in the next season – they lose in like the first round of the playoffs or even just don't make it all together. And he's just fine with that. You know, there's no way, like, I feel like this is it. Like, cause any sane human being would want to change their situation, especially someone that's a competitor like Dane, like mm-hmm. they would want to change their situation and maybe his family's comfortable there. Like there's so many other reasons why maybe it's just very accessible for him. Mm-hmm. He loves the city. You know, there could be so many reasons why he truly wants to be there outside of, I mean, cause he's done a lot with the community of Portland. Like that's been duly noted, you know, like he, he does, he does care about, you know, his, his, his charity efforts for the city. So I know that's like something that seems small, but it could be like a big reason why he's like, man, like I've done so much here. My foundation is here. Why would I want to leave? It's been what nine seasons or something like that. Um, so yeah, like I, I definitely for his it. family too. Like it's easy on them, that makes life easier on you. Yeah, like, it's been eleven. This like, eleven totally seasons. changed the way you play too. Mm-hmm. All, like the outside stuff can really have. I don't know. I don't really know what to call it, but can really affect like the way you play too. Yeah, they're all just distractions, you know, and, you know, if, if, if things are negative around you and or if you feel like that things are negative and you just don't feel like just things aren't things are out of whack. You're not comfortable in the environment that you're in. Like we've seen it with uh, countless players. They're not comfortable in the environment they're in when they were traded or whatever. And then they just don't play the way that we've seen them play. You know, Russell Westbrook was the prime example. He wasn't yeah. comfortable playing with the Lakers, and they never made him feel comfortable. And as soon as he goes to the Clippers, he's putting up these amazing games, and we're like, oh, wow, this is the Russ that's good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah what do you think happens if Lillard doesn't go to Miami? Say he stays or goes somewhere else. What's, like, plan B for them? For Miami or Portland? Yeah, oh. Miami. Man, see, that's the thing. That's the problem with us going all like putting all our eggs in one basket. I did mm-hmm. see that um, we're looking into waiving uh, Kyle Lowry, you which would be. free up space for us contractually, and we would be able to sign another really good piece because his contract was huge. So we would actually be able to sign someone pretty good for the amount of money that he was making. Um, I think that's probably what we would have to do at that point. I don't think we would have a choice, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then use that money to either sign one big guy or just sign uh, multiple, you know, good solid. role players, even though we already have a lot of solid guys, but we got to really like look into resigning a lot of these dudes too. Like we have a lot of free agents coming up 
Um, and I think that's something that kind of makes me nervous is just the amount of free agents that we have. Um, trying to pull it up here real quick. But yeah, I saw, yeah. like, a lot of dudes or a lot of teams want Strews. Yeah, like Strews is in the free agent. Gabe Vincent, K Love, who was huge for us during the playoffs. Um, Omer Yurtsevin, who's he's solid. I mean, he's a seven footer. He didn't play much for us though. Cody Zeller, goodbye. We, can, <laughs> we don't appreciate your appreciate it, man. But we don't we don't need to sign that guy back. Jamal Kane didn't really play much. Young guy, you know. I'm sure he may turn into something, but. We don't need them necessarily. And Orlando Robinson, who we just don't play at all. Um, but we really have a solid lineup. And I really liked our, you know, draft pick with Jamie uh, Jock. Jacquez? What? How do you say his last name? Do you know? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to make it. I don't want to ruin his last name like that. But uh, <laughs> Jamie, yeah, like signing him from UCLA, man. Like I remember nice. seeing highlights of his from uh, – what was that workout? Um, he used oh, to go to – no, he, well, he did play against Paul George. Like, he used to go to all of those uh, runs that were in L.A. I think at UCLA, they would have a yeah, lot of, like, runs. There. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the coaches, Phil Handy, he, like, runs this – was it Phil Handy? No, I'm sorry, Rico Hines. Rico Hines, he would always go to the Rico Hines runs, man. And I remember seeing him even, like, a year or two ago and he was cooking mm-hmm. NBA players even back then. So wow. I think he's, he's going to be NBA ready. And I think, I think Miami got a sleeper in the draft, man. Like, yeah. they go, I mean, 100%. the dude was, uh, the dude was a uh, player of the year in his conference. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, he's good. Led the, the, the conference in scoring, I believe too. Like they're, I, I think we're onto something with that. And he guy, plays, so. he plays defense. He's really good on defense. He locks up <laughs> and he can score. He's really good. Yeah, he's like he's like a Jimmy, but he's you know, but he's not. Yeah, <laughs> like he, but he he has like the the tangible skills of Jimmy, and I think he might even be a better shooter. Like he he mm-hmm. plays both sides of the ball. I mean, he's a Miami Heat guy, man, and I think like 100%. I think unlike that, uh, the the makeshift Jokic that we uh, drafted <laughs> the year before, I think this guy will actually get playing time and like serious oh, yeah. playing time. Mm-hmm. He should be like the dude on the Nuggets, Braun or whatever his name is. Yeah, should, Chris like, Braun. Come off the bench and like or make Brown. an impact like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is his name Chris? I don't think his name is – is it Chris? Oh, yeah, it is Christian Brown. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm excited for it. Do you think Damian Lillard like – what like what if he went to the, to the Sixers? Because people have been talking about that a lot. Like – I personally don't think that works, especially if James Harden decides to come back. Also, yeah, what the hell is weird. James Harden doing? Like, that's a free agent that no one has any idea no one wants. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, weird that he's like his mark. The market for him is like really like non-existent. Like, yeah, is he is he taking meetings? Like, we really don't know anything about James Harden's status right now. Because mm-hmm. it was like the Rockets. We're like, oh, we're going to offer him all this money. And then all of a sudden it was, yeah, the Rockets aren't doing that anymore. So, yeah. So the only team left is the Sixers. But, like, maybe he wants more money, more years. Because teams probably don't want to give him a max, first of all. No. So he's not worth that. Maybe he wants a long-term deal. And he's already kind of, not, like, old. But, like, you can't give him a four-year deal because he'll be 
uh, like probably like 37, 38 at that point. So no right. one wants to be locked in for that long. And maybe he doesn't want to sign another like two or one year deal, but that might be all he's left with. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something like weird going on in, in, in Philly because like, you know, it's it's strange that Joel Embiid wins the MVP and yet they're following James Harden's orders allegedly on coaching decisions, yeah. on personnel at times, it seems like we like Joel Embiid should be leaps and bounds the franchise player and any decision should go through him and him alone. Forget James Harden. Joel Embiid is your guy. Like it isn't like Boston where they're still trying to decide is it Jason, is it is it Jalen? Mm-hmm. But you know, oh, one second. Yeah, they're still trying to decide between those two. So I don't know, man. Like, I I really hope that Joel Embiid gets more of a voice this upcoming season. And um, yeah, I think that's definitely what Philly needs. And if not, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose in the second round again for the millionth year in a row. I don't see I can see him just being like, all right, I'm out, trade me. I'll go somewhere else. Hey, he coming to Miami if he does that. And that <laughs> one, I think him and Jimmy, like they've 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 had you know, I think he regrets Jimmy leaving. 100%. I think everyone knows that. And I think that he wanted Jimmy to stay, but he didn't really use his voice back then to, to keep him. So I think if if Joel Embiid were to make a trade, I think he comes to South Beach, and I and I also think that that's what we need is a big man like that because one anyone needs a Joel Embiid, but also like we needed a big clearly to combat Jokic, mm-hmm. and we moved Bam to his true position of power forward, and I think we're 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 living. Yeah, building off of the Sixers though, just I feel like it's definitely necessary that. Uh, figure out who's their franchise, which it shouldn't be hard to decide. But, um, yeah, Dame there, I just don't think it works regardless. Yeah, no. That's too many ball-dominant dudes. And, kind of like, uh, they're too small, and James Harden isn't as athletic as he was. So, on defense, that's kind of iffy, too. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we'll see what happens with the Damian Lillard saga. I'm, you know, I'm hopeful my team gets them. I think everyone <laughs> in the NBA world wants us to yeah. get them. But who knows? We just got to be patient. It may not happen during free agency. It may not happen this summer. But it may happen at the trade trade deadline. Who knows? We've seen it happen even after the, you know, well, we've seen it happen at the trade deadline with, like, Kevin Durant. Kyrie, mm-hmm. so this conversation is gonna come up a million other times. Yeah, especially like you know, I could definitely see it happening during the season when like you know Blazers come out, Dame's playing regularly, and they come out um, down what oh and seven, yes. and Dame's like, yeah, we already lost. <laughs> like we're yeah, already, we're, like, we're out. We're not, yeah, it's like we don't have the money like the Lakers or the or the Warriors or anybody. So it's like that's it. That's the season already. So um speaking of big changes though that 
already happened. That one could be happening, but that this already happened. So I guess two of them. One of them is Chris Paul to the Warriors. Now, this one has been trending like crazy. And um, because a lot of people are very confused on this Warriors trade. Yeah. Um, it sent Jordan Poole to the Wizards, which also another interesting move as one of their young guys that, you know, everyone was saying was kind of turning into step 2.0 at one point. <laughs> and then they just let him go. Mm-hmm. And they do that in the midst of Draymond Green, who they have no idea is going to return or not as being a free agent. So what were your thoughts of seeing Chris Paul to the Warriors? Do you think it'll be a good fit? Uh, I thought it was super random because I don't think he's going to be. I think they'll make it a good fit, but right now on paper, it's not really a good fit because the Warriors play like super fast and Chris Paul plays one of like the slowest tempos in the league. So that right there is really weird and I can't see Chris Paul playing fast because of his injury history too. But maybe this year because the war dudes on the Warriors are getting older, maybe they're going to try to play a slower tempo game. And obviously we haven't seen it yet because the season hasn't started. Maybe it makes more sense if that's their game plan. And maybe if they get like another big or maybe they change their offense a little bit to like a pick and roll offense, then that makes sense. Because they barely do any pick and rolls, kind of like that. Most of the, like their screens and stuff where they get open shots, not to do what Chris Paul has done with so many centers. So like that part was kind of weird. But on the other side for Jordan Poole, I think I think that's like kind of like a for viewers, it's kind of like a nothing thing because we probably won't really see him unless he makes like a crazy highlight. People will probably forget about him. But for mm-hmm. him. At least, like, he gets a chance to be the man and to see, like, what he can do without any pressure, without anyone pretty much telling him what to do. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants in that team, probably. And, like, surprisingly, like, I don't really think the the Wizards are going to be that bad. I think that like, they have, like, a, like a low-key, like, decent roster. So I can kind of see them being, like, an 8-9 seed, maybe even a 7 seed in the East. But what do you think? What about you? Man, I – and this isn't because I'm trying to make a hot take, man, because we have a pod. <laughs> I do like the move of Chris Paul to Golden State, although I know everything you said is true. Like, they play too slow – or he plays too slow. They play too fast for him. All of that is true. But I do think that with him coming off the bench, because that's what I think his role will be, and yeah. I think a lot of people think that too. With his role coming off the bench, I think that allowing him to change the pace, because a lot of times within a game, like you can't just be fast, 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 fast the whole time. Like yeah. that, that type of Warriors team is gone. They've been gone. They have yeah. to change their style up and change their approach. And I think they know that. And if you're able to do some sort of hybrid, like Chris Paul is still like, you know, he's still CP. And I think a lot of people are ready to bury him, but he's still not a bad basketball player. Like, he's still better than 90% of the league, like, Mm -hmm. to be honest. He's just older, you know, and he doesn't produce as much uh, on the analytic side. But, you know, if you're watching the game, you can tell that he's 
he's controlling it every time he's out there. Now, whether that's a good or a bad thing, it, I think it depends on the personnel that's around them. I don't know in the last, like, besides, like, D-Book, you know, like, the, this, this last season, like, he had, you know, great players around him, great 3 and D guys, but I just don't think the team meshed well uh, in Phoenix, and I think that's why a lot of us were like, ah, they're probably going to lose, and, you know, even when the guy came to Rand, it was like, eh, like, Chris Paul, like, he wasn't really involved in offense as much, but that's because I don't think he's a starting PG in the NBA anymore. You know, I think he's more so... A, a, a PG that's going to dominate off the bench against guards that are young as hell trying to guard this vet, this true hard-nosed <laughs> vet, bro. I think he's going to dominate in this role. I think it's going to be great for him. Now it's just a matter of if he, if he accepts the role of coming off the bench because he's never done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially coming off the bench behind Steph Curry, who he's had countless battles and is kind of like his arch nemesis in a way um so that's gonna be interesting to see but i think it was a good move as far as jordan Poole, i think this is the best thing that could ever happen to him Mm -hmm. because i think like you said before i think now he, he he can do whatever he wants but i think now he has a chance to show if he's an actual all star or not because now you're in the East, and the guards in the East, you know, he now he has a shot. When it comes yeah. to guards in the West, he has no chance. Yeah. But I think guards in the East, like, he has a true shot of being an all-star next season. Um, and, and it doesn't matter if he goes out there and takes it and if he becomes the player that everyone thinks he is. Um, you know, so he'll potentially playing with Kuzma, but Kuzma's also, I think, a free agent as well. Um, so it's like the Wizards... Yeah, the Wizards could be good, but they're they're oh, well, one of their main guys. Both of their main guys are leaving. Porzingis is gone, uh, and you know to the Celtics, and then you got Kuzma that could potentially be gone. So who knows? And it sounds like Kuzma he's already like plotting to potentially go to Phoenix from the things he's been tweeting and things like that too. Really? Yeah, I've seen stuff about him like you know as soon as you saw uh, Bradley Bill go, he was like, man, like he said some tweet about that. And it was kind of like alluding to the fact that he may be interested going there too. So, I mean, if he ends up getting there, because they're looking for role guys now, and Kuz, you know, he kind of had that star power in Washington a little bit. But, you know, if he goes back to that role after playing the way he was playing in Washington and they add that to Phoenix, then Phoenix has to be the clear-cut favorites, man, because you have a guy like that coming off the bench that could give you 50 whenever at some point. (laughs) You know, that's that's different. And then, and yeah, man. So, but that, that's a good segue um, to, you know, talking about Porzingis to the Celtics because now you got the unicorn in Boston with JB, Jason Tatum. However, that traded off Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. What did you think of both of those moves? Do you think those will work? And when I say work, do you think that wins you a championship? <laughs> Well, I wasn't surprised about Porzingis because I thought some team trying to win a championship will take kind of like try change something and try and get him. I'm not really surprised mm-hmm. about that because with Jokic, every team's going to be like, oh, we need a big guy. We need a big guy. So that's not that surprising. Right. I was surprised that they traded Marcus Smart. He was like one of the dudes that I thought he was going to be there forever. Same. But, when they tra- well, at least they tried to trade 
uh, Brogdon first. Then when that didn't happen, they probably had no choice because to make like the contracts and everything work. Yeah. It's like, damn, dude. Like he wasn't even supposed to go. It was supposed to be the other guy. <laughs> I was like, shit. But honestly, I yeah. Porzingis, maybe they can make it back to the finals. Like I wouldn't be totally surprised, but do they win a championship because of that? I think the West teams in the West are still better, but uh, it makes things interesting because I haven't really seen Porzingis play since he was on the Knicks. He has kind of like gotten lost being on the Wizards a little bit, and even on the Mavs too. Like no one really, yeah, really cared. But like no one was like there was no hype around him like there was when he was on the Knicks, and now like everyone's going to want to see like what he does. But he's one of those dudes that gets hurt a lot too. So if he can make it to like 55, 60 games, I think they'll be really good. But realistically, like I could see him getting hurt and playing like 40 and then just having the same problem all over again for that team is having no center or having a yeah. center that's not really a threat. Well, that's the thing too, right? Like they still have Horford. They still have uh, Robert Williams. And now you're bringing in Porzingis who stretches the floor even more so than maybe even how Horford. So I'm like, mm-hmm. to me, I think it's also another match made in heaven type of move because it's like, all right, this guy, like, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with them. I don't know if they're going to start him or not. Porzingis, he's definitely a player that can can start for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and he it's probably will. Has to. Yeah, and he probably will, right? So it's just like, I'm wondering, you know, if this takes him back to the finals. And I think it probably does. I mean... You you have a guy that he he's as far as the consistency in his health that was probably the only uh, thing yeah. I had against him. But you know he's been pretty healthy in the last year or so, and um, he's been playing solid for the Wizards. There was there weren't any big injuries that he's had um, in the last couple of years. So I think that you know I think that's all the Celtics really need is for him to be consistent to come in and, and make some shots and knock down some threes, open up the floor. But then he's also a guy that we've seen can can put it on the floor, one, two dribbles and and go and get one. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how the Celtics get that going. But also I'm interested to see Jason Tatum taking that next jump because I feel I felt like he did for a good part of the season. I mean mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season he was MVP. easily the MVP favorite. Mm-hmm. And then Jokic and Embiid just came up and snatched it, even Giannis. And then Jason Tatum ended up being an afterthought, yeah. you know. So I'm hoping that he takes that step forward and he's like, nah, I'm that guy. Because really, like, JT can win the MVP easily next season. You know, like, he was so close to doing it this year. If he just does it for a whole year, he can go around and he can mess around and win that MVP easy. Yeah, 100%. And, like, apparently, Marcus Smart didn't really get along that well with the coach. Mm. And that's the case, though. I kind of have a problem with that. Because Marcus Smart has done more for the Celtics than your head coach has. The Missoula. He, like, for me, I thought he should have been fired. I'd rather keep Marcus Smart and get a new coach and be embarrassed that way than ship your best defender out. Because, like, their offense is going to be nice, but who knows how their defense is going to be. Who's going to be that leader on the defensive end to make sure that everyone's in the right spots and all that type of stuff? Because last year, during there was during um the Sixer series, 
they made so many key mistakes that they're lucky they were able to win in seven games. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's funny. I think it's funny that, you know, you keep the guy in Missoula who literally said that he lost the locker room during the playoffs in the conference <laughs> finals, and he's like, yeah, I lost the locker room type of thing. And he's like, this, this one was on too. me. Mm-hmm. Is that Marcus Smart was, like, interviewed, and someone asked him, like, how the offense is. And he's like, oh, the offense is random. <laughs> he's been <laughs> he's been very honest. I will say that, but he he's literally the he's the Celtics man. Like he's the heart and soul of that team, and to see that he's not kept is like, dude. If you don't keep him, then like who do you, like, what kind of guys do you keep? Because that guy changes your culture, which mm-hmm. is you know a great thing for the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies needed a guy like Marcus Smart. Yeah. Like now someone can look John in the face and be like, nah, like this is not how things are supposed to be done. And he ain't going back down to to, to John Moran. I think John's going to embrace him. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to end up being road dogs together. I think John's going to really need someone like Marcus Smart in this corner because we talked about this in the finals. The only way these teams get to the finals is if they have good vets on the team. We've oh, never seen yeah. a team win a championship without great vets on mm-hmm. the team. And now here's Ja as a veteran, or uh, uh, Marcus Smart as a veteran on this team. I think it's going to help Ja in ways he didn't even imagine. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. Yeah. Kind of sucks for them, though, to lose Ty's Jones because he's a really good Yeah. Yeah, he was a great backup for them. Like, even starter can, sometimes. Yeah, like he could easily start on almost any team in the NBA. And he's one of those guys that literally, like, never turns the ball over. Mm-hmm. And, like, this generation, it's kind of hard to see that because all the point guards are, like, super flashy and all that type of stuff. So, like, for him to be that consistent for that long, it's pretty nice to have on a championship-level team. But what for what you said, like, it makes sense, like, they had to do that type of thing. Like, I yeah. Like, that's more important than having a dude like that. Yeah, I think Jaw takes a step forward this season after his suspension. I think he comes back and he's going to dominate. And, you know, I think the Grizzlies are going to be a lot better for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Brooks is also a free agent, so I'm interested <laughs> to see where he goes. Go I guess the Rockets. Dude, honestly, like, I know I keep saying Miami, but I just know the type of guys we look for, and he's one of That's them. That's not it. He's one no, he's like one he of those is? type of like, yeah, he's one of those type of guys. I mean, the way he 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 plays, like I think right now he's not like a true like dog like that. I think he wants to be though. Like like, you know, I think with the Grizzlies, like he was kind of, of a pretender. <laughs> and I think now, like if he were to come to Miami, like they would make him into a true dog. Have, like, and um, mentorship a little bit. Telling him exactly what to say in certain situations and like teach him kind of, not like the right way to play, but like maybe a way that better suits him or like maybe like he wanted more more part of the offense, but maybe instead of just sitting in the corner, maybe he'd be able to do like a little bit more on the heat. Yeah, like look at um Duncan Robinson. He went from a dude just standing in the corner, and now he's able to put it on the floor a little bit. Like the offense isn't for him per se but at least he's able to do a little bit more yeah he's an all-around playmaker now that's what i'm saying like we kind of develop guys into like their true selves and i think like 
I think his true self is he wants to be a dog. He wants to be known as the great defender all around, mm-hmm. but he just needs the tools to get there. Um, now, do I want him? No, but I can see us going after a guy like him if we don't get Damian Lillard. Yeah, because he only wants like 12 mil a year, which isn't a crazy number. Mm-hmm. Especially if you guys um wave what's his name Kyle Lowry that's thirty yeah. mil Kyle Lowry that's thirty mil so that's a little bit of that thirty mil you can still go out and get someone else too. Yep, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we really covered a lot here in a short amount of time, but I do love that the NBA is still staying uh, relevant. You know, even after the finals. Uh, it's been pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to get to? Uh, Honestly, not really. Like, I'm excited for a free agency just to see. There's so many different storylines and di- like so many different things that could possibly happen. That, yeah, free agency uh, on be Friday. Good. This whole weekend should be good. Yeah, we're. I think it's gonna be one of those top heavy free agencies where. It ain't going to be one where we have to wait long to hear about some moves being made. I think as soon as that shit drops, like, there's going to be moves. They're going to be – the teams are going to be getting after it, man. And I wonder if Paul George and Zach Levine get traded too. I'm doubtful for Paul George, but Zach Levine is definitely someone to keep a lookout for. Um, Yeah, I could definitely look – I could definitely see Zach Levine – being moved, especially since they've already been talking about blowing up that the Chicago squad with Lonzo not coming back, which is just who knows what's going on with his body. Um, but yeah, man. So yeah, well, great episode, dude. Sure. Uh, yeah, we can uh, pick it back up again next week. Uh, but yeah, I know. yes, sir. We'll hopefully have uh, some crazy stuff that happened <laughs> over the weekend. I'm sure we will. So. Yes, sir.